Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. What do you think? Did it get up? I mean, of all things to say. What? <laughs> what? That family picnic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> more than just a Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh my God, that is hilarious. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with my co-host Mike Davis. It is Tuesday, May the 16th, 2023, episode 449, and we're coming in after a wild one at Darlington. A lot going on. We're coming in. Also, we're starting uh, or in, in the throes of North Wilsboro Speedway uh, coming back into our lives in a big way. You know, we raced there last August, but now this week is the all-star race. There's going to be super late models today or tonight. And on Wednesday, uh, the Cars Tour runs their doubleheader of pro late models and late model stocks. I'll be racing in the late model stock feature. And... Um, you got the truck race on Saturday, qualif- or qualifying. I say qualifying, but it's the pit crew competition that will set up the starting grid. Uh, that all happens Friday night. So I'm going to try to get out there for as much of this as I can. Um, I will have to navigate through my responsibilities as a husband and a father. But for the most part, I think I'm going to get to see a lot of this uh, <clears throat> this week, and I'm excited about it. But uh, aside from that, let's jump back to Darlington. How are you, by the way? I'm doing all right. Yeah, me I, too. It's, yeah, it's kind of a... I don't know. I'm moody today for some reason, but I'm trying to get over it. You're yeah. here, so now I feel good. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that never happens. Yeah, Usually when never you get happens, here, we, right. we go south. Well, <laughs> this past weekend at Darlington, we had the um, the 75 greatest drivers, right? So yeah. they've been announcing this on social media for the last several months, All the new 25, right? They had the 50th uh, anniversary with the 50 greatest drivers of all time. Now 75 uh, year anniversary for NASCAR, and they have announced 25 new drivers to this list, uh, me being one of them. And uh, it was a great experience. We drove to Darlington, uh, took a friend of mine, and we get there, and they put us into this air-conditioned um, suite where they were going to have the drivers meeting. And it's basically just the families and the drivers that were there in attendance that are part of this group. So you had you know the, the Labonte brothers, uh, all the current drivers were there, Truex and everybody, uh, Bobby Allison. And and so you can go on social media and see these photos and everything of everybody there. So having a great time. My buddy's blown away. Can't believe he's sitting around all these legends, Ernie Irvin. We're sitting there talking to all of them, introducing ourselves to many of them. One really funny moment during this whole process, right? We've had Jeff Bedine on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think everybody, if you've experienced that like we did, 
you get a gist of kind of what type of guy he is. He's always kind of been just a little unique in his sense of humor and so forth. And man, did him and dad not get along, you know. Um, they raced together for a while before they would finally start beating and banging and having beef and uh, 85, pretty much through 86, 87, they were wrecking each other quite a bit, mainly at Charlotte Motor Speedway, but <clears throat> not not exclusive to that. But it got pretty rough. Um, I remember Rick Hendrick saying basically nearly the same thing about Dad around 86, 87 as he did about Ross this past ah, that's weekend. that's right. He had some quotes. He had a comment. Were they not similar? I mean, somewhat. Um, Can't race like that. Yeah. So, anyhow – not not getting into that, but uh, not just yet. Jeff Bodine is in this space with us, right? And tr- I'm sitting with Jeff Burton, and we're having some fun conversations about the Cars Tour and, and this and that and other. Truex sits beside Jeff Burton. So it's me and Truex and Burton at the table. Um, Jeff Bodine comes up, and, and I don't know if he says, you know, I would introduce myself um, to, to you, Martin. I've already talked to Jeff. Um but he says something like, you know, I'll introduce myself to you. Um, and something along the lines of, uh, when is the check going to, when's the, ch- when are you going to put that check in the mail? Since I, a modified guy broke down the barriers uh-huh. to pave the road, so to speak for you and other modified racers. He's saying this to Truex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Martin is like, don't know how to respond to this. Of course. Right? Yeah. And so, I'm loving it. I think it's awesome. So um, Martin's uncomfortable. It's awkward. Uh, this is absolutely spot on for Jeff Bodine. This is his brand of humor. And um, Jeff walks away, and Martin's like, "Man, I, you know that was that was getting right to the point." <laughs> and literally, like a minute, go, less than a minute goes by, and Chase Elliott walks up, taps me on the shoulder. I stand up. We're having a conversation. And uh, we're talking about his car, qualifying, this, that, and other, right? I finally sit back down. I've talked to Chase for 25 seconds. Chase is in a great mood. And um, I sit back down at the table. Now Chase Chase is talking to all of us, talking to Truex, talking to Burton, talking to me. Jeff and I comes back up. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Over Chase's shoulder says, let's all go skiing. <laughs> Tell me he leaves after that. That's Tell it. me he just walks back off. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my God. Classic Bodine right there. And, and and what was the reaction? Chase obviously is now having the same reaction Martin just yeah. had. But yeah. now Martin is having a totally different <laughs> reaction. I mean, it was like Jeff was on fire, man. He was uh that was funny. And um I didn't say it in the moment because I didn't really think it. But I was thinking, man, imagine imagine that guy, right, with that personality and being a competitor. Oh, God. And racing on the racetrack with him. And, the, you know, I imagine there's this, you know, there's the one-liners in the garage or in the driver's meeting or in passing, and then you go out on the racetrack and, he, you know, he, does, he squeezes you or cuts you off or does something like that you don't like, right? Oh, my God. No wonder, right? No wonder – him and dad couldn't stop, you know, the dad wasn't going to have, let him have the last word and neither was, you know, Jeff wasn't going to let dad have the last word. It was like a recipe, two hard headed guys 
uh, in a very very unique sense of humor with Jeff. The Bodines, to me, their legacy is that once you know what they're all about, you can appreciate them. But all the way up until that point, they're annoying. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's I, always what I thought about them. I, all of them. Really, I would never. I would. I would hesitate to put Brett. And, and, Maybe not Brett and Todd. Todd no, Todd, oh, Todd. I mean, I had no, my. You even you started one, that. I had one run in with Todd, but it's still the cue ball headed full. Yeah. Still rings well, off the walls. Okay, so to to my to my to, <laughs> to I know it was great, but to you know to my credit, I think that my disdain for the Bodines was pretty. It was only we're only ten years removed from Dad and Jeff, right mm. at that point, and so I thought I lumped them all together, <laughs> right. And so when that he, when he did that, I was like, oh, you know, here we go. Um, more trouble with the Bodines. And then that, you know, I learned that Todd's actually a really, really great guy. And as is Jeff, as is as is Brett. But uh, Jeff's sense of humor is unique to the Bodines, I, I'm, in my opinion. Yeah, no, he's in his own league. Yeah. Right, right. I think Brett is actually the most normal one. Really? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. I haven't spent a ton of time around him. But, uh, I mean, every time I've been around him, he's absolutely normal. Nothing yeah. like Jeff. Jeff is just a unique... He's unique. He's, off. he's, he's off. Listen, listen, he's <laughs> listen. I, maybe at one time I would have felt right. guilty for thinking that because I have no basis. But then yeah. again, when they started fighting with each other, I'm like, uh, even they don't like each other. That's true. Yeah, they did. Um, moving on, man. We had a great experience, and I want to say uh, so. Carl Edwards is there, and we uh, he was in the broadcast booth for a period of time for the race. I heard everybody just thought it was great having him in the booth. He was really well spoken and, and did a great job. And uh, I thought he would do well because he's he is um, he's he's he thinks about what he's about to say. You know, he puts a little thought into the, what he's what he's ready getting ready to say, and he's he does a really good job. We actually go out and do a Q and A outside the racetrack on the front straightaway with Carl, um, Casey Kane, and Matt Kenseth. Uh, Carl, you know, his answers are very eloquent, and 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 and. And he's, I'm thinking to myself, you know, man, he, Carl, you're going to have a blast in the booth. You know, you're going to do great. He's a little nervous, but I think you're going to be fine. One thing I want to say, though, man, is throughout this whole experience, the one person that was probably more taken aback by the fan reaction was Carl. Carl hadn't been around, right? I'm sitting next to him on the stage, and I'm saying, hey, man, you pretty surprised by the way people were reacting to you being here? And he's like, yeah, I don't really know how to feel about it. I'm pretty pretty overwhelmed and I was like man you know you've you you ain't been around you ain't been here well, all of the all the rest of us they see us from time to time they know where we are we do the shows the podcasts you know fans kind of get an idea of what we're up to but you they don't and so they're they're the the, the demand for you is really high and the more you withheld withhold the more that demand goes up right and so they were thrilled to see him and obviously, he's getting hammered about being back in a race car. He looks perfectly, 100% healthy, like he's got another 10 good years left. Might even look better. I mean, he was looking, yeah. He looks great. He's lean, yeah. yeah. Hay bales, man. Good. He looks like he's got 10 solid For sure. winning years left yeah. in the tank. And so, obviously, people are hammering him with, that's, I mean, everybody just wants to know. Carl, are you going to race? Carl, when are you coming back? Carl, have you missed it? Carl, what's the you know when do you think about it? And I can tell in his eyes that he it it pains him a little bit to have to you know be quite honest about it, right? That he's 
he's thought about it a little bit, but hey, he's having a great time. He's traveling the world. He's seeing so much with his family. Um, he's got other plans that he told me about that, that are going to be time-consuming things that he's going to go do with his family. Um, you know, and, and he's, I think the reason why maybe he has kept it at arm's length is because that, that experience that he's having right now is very important to him. And the lure of racing, it's like the siren, right? Calling the sailors out to sea, right? And, or toward the reef, I should say. So, you know, he's, he's thinking, man, if I get too, back, too close to that again. It's going to pull him right back it's in. It's going to pull me back in. I'm going to get to where I'm justifying splitting time, not doing things I, I, I really should be doing, right? And um, <clears throat> with his family. So I, I, I was sitting there watching him go through that whole day and, and really kind of I was hating to see him sort of having that tug of war right in his mind. Like, man, I love this reaction. Everybody was so happy to see him. All the fans just, Carl, yes, where you been? Come back, hey. Um, and so, you know, I, I really was uh, – that's, that's compelling. And as much as it, you know – as much as it might be a, a somewhat of a challenge for him to sort of put into words and help us understand where he's at mentally, it, it everybody's curious, yeah, right. It's so cu- curious uh, to see what happens. I will say, um, you know, to be one of those people, I think that he definitely has the itch. Mm. I think he's, we, you know, we had we had him on the pre-race on a pit box some years ago and it might have been four or five years ago and they point blank asked him like hey man you you ever coming back he's like nope i'm pretty good not thought about it no interest but it wasn't he wasn't that defiant or wasn't what is that he wasn't his concrete right in his in his answers i knew that he was going to have a great time in the booth i bet he loved that i bet he's probably thinking in his mind you know wow what you know, I'd love to do that more, right, in any capacity, whether it's TV, radio. So it'll be interesting. I think we might – it won't be five years, four years before we see him again. Really? Think, you oh, think that? Well, I mean, what was it, a couple a month or two ago he was he was over at Track House walking around the shop just taking it in. Oh, I know that. I'm you know? saying but, – but you think he'll be back in a more meaningful way? Maybe Nobody it, knows, Mike. Okay, well, that's what I'm trying to see if you're trying to hint that. Like, you had this conversation with him. You think the itch he is did, there? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know anything that you don't know. Okay. I don't have any secret news or any any idea of what he might do or might not do. I know that he's got plans to go be, do things with his family that are things that are going to take some time and sound incredibly awesome. Um, and I think he's I think he's being quite honest. Like, hey, I don't have I don't have I don't have a deal. I don't have a plan. I'm not talking to a team, but who knows? Okay, I got one more question then, because somebody is listening to this and they're thinking it because you know you Go see ahead. him on Twitter every week. We get who we get hit that says we get we get tweeted says hey get Carl Edwards on the show and I've long believed he is not coming on the show. He don't dude, want to. I didn't even ask him. Okay. And I saw the social media comments as well when we were sitting on that stage together. Everybody's like, I hope they're, you know, he's asking him to come on the download. He ain't coming. He ain't ready. He don't, he ain't interested. 
that's what I want people to understand. We've asked for years. Yeah, we've asked. We he, have. He, and he won't come on. Look, he's he's like respectfully. I don't want to do it. And okay. I think because he he can't. You know, he he, he doesn't have an answer to the questions we're going to ask him. Carl, you going to race again? He doesn't know. He really doesn't. Hmm. Carl, you know what's what's the plan? Three five years from now, he doesn't know, and he don't he don't want to think about that. He don't want to have a plan. He he's he's good. He's sort of going where the wind blows, literally. Literally. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, uh, is, he, is he getting into the hot air balloon business? What is this? You're you're tracking. In a in a decent direction. That's wow. not really it, but um, you know the guy has been studying uh, sailing and and okay. doing a lot of you know doing. A, I was surprised he's been reading. He told me he's reading hundreds of books about it. So okay, yeah. All Any, right. Anyhow, let's move on. Yeah, Carl. Uh, you know it's a, it was it was. I will say, man, he he is well appreciated by our fan base. He was he was. All the fan, all the fans were great to everybody on that stage, but the reaction for Carl was very special. Good. Hey, Dirty Mo listeners, this is Dylan Hart Jr. It's May, and you know what that means. The Indianapolis 500 is just around the corner. Thankfully, we have Speed Street with IndyCar racer Connor Daly and comedian Joey Molinero. They're going to get us ready to go. Follow Speed Street so you never miss an episode and get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. Last week, I want to touch on a you know something Kevin Harvick said. This is a good conversation because um, Kevin Harvick went on social media was asked and was asked actually during his media session this past weekend at Darlington. He was asked during his media se- media session if he um, wants to see drivers fighting. Right, the, the punch, Chastain uh, on pit road, Kansas. Um, Harvick said that you know he doesn't want to see drivers fighting. He even went as far as to say if it happens in the Cars Tour, which is a series we co-own together, he would advocate for a penalty for the driver who throws the punch. Um, and that got me thinking. I had a driver in the Cars Tour reach out to me, and he said, what do you think about this? And I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like Harvick feels. You throw a punch, I think you ought to be penalized. And then I thought, wait a damn minute. What was I doing last week? Right. I wasn't trying to penalize Ross Chastain. Right. And didn't I even see Harvick say swing first? Like, like I, maybe this wasn't this, you better was this have, week. Hey, you better have facts if you're going to make those, those assumptions. Listen, Kevin Harvick absolutely said when asked this past week about it. Now, I'm not saying I have the context, but he did yeah. say that his philosophy would be swing first. Swing first, uh, that's always been, you know, before they have a chance to hit you yeah. first. Yeah. So, well, I, I don't know. I'm a little, solid advice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a little uh, – perplexed by this one i am too i'm perplexed by my own reaction to it is what i want to say i mean i you know, kevin i i i i like what kevin says i like what kev i like kevin's opinion about things in most cases i like the fact that kevin feels pretty strong about his opinions and he's you know pretty assertive about it um has confidence in what he's saying but i'll be honest man that that tripped me up because a week ago i was thinking you know, I, I said so much on this show. I don't like conflict. I don't like physical, con- you know, content conflict. I don't like fighting. But um, I didn't feel like there was a penalty necessary, right? In that moment, I never ever thought to myself, "Boy, I, I think Ross will be lucky if he doesn't get penalized here," or "Ross ought to be penalized." I never said any of that because I didn't feel that in the moment. But man, I'm gonna tell you, 
to take car listening to Harvick. If this, if I'll be honest, if I was standing, if I was in the booth, the control tower at a car store race, and there was a fight, pit crew, driver, whatever, there would be. And if I was in control of it in the moment, there would be some penalties. There would be some punishment. And so, as I was, I was, as I was having this conversation with the cars tour driver, I was speaking with. I said, I, I said, as a broadcaster and a podcaster, I like it. More drama, fighting, all that, sales tickets gets people excited. But absolutely, as a cars tour or a series owner, I do not like it because I don't, I don't want it because it makes us look silly. Mm. It makes us look foolish, especially when you're trying to broadcast, stream broadcast. And we're going to talk about this, too, in that episode that we're going to do, that show about 1979. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about how CBS loved that brawl down in turn three at the 79 Daytona 500, but Bill France Sr. hated it. Mm. Bill France Sr. was embarrassed, and he they pushed for those penalties, and, and penal, you know some drivers got penalties, some got probation. And so it's it's interesting too. I've never been in this position where I'm like, "Hey man, how do you feel how do you think the guy that owns the series or runs the show, runs the, the organization, right? The guy that's head of NASCAR, how do they feel?" We were walking up on that stage to get our acknowledgement and 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 our our you know we were walking up on that stage as one of the 75 greatest drivers and we're going to shake the hand of of Jim France. And Jim said the the one thing he said to me when I stepped up there, he goes, hey, how you, how you like on that series? And I said, man, I've got a much better appreciation for your job. Mm. Um, because it, it does, wearing all these different hats, man, we've, we've, done it with, uh, we've done it with having to critique and criticize or talk about an Xfinity race where one of our drivers here at Junior Motorsports does something that we – don't agree with, or right? when you're broadcasting an and then race, when you're yeah, and you're in the booth. Then when you're in the booth broadcasting, you got to say, "Yep, that was a mistake." Yeah, and then they come in here on you know Monday or Tuesday and go, "Hey man, why'd you say that?" You know, the drivers will say that. The drivers, yeah, did. that's right. Yeah. Boy, what a pickle! You got to have that conversation, man. It's something. Um, but this that, is Bill. This is what I said last week. I mean, like people like to accuse, uh, you know, whether it's Denny or us or whatever, they accuse of hypocrisy and. I'm trying to say, yeah, we're all hypocrites because, yes, we, we can want two different things. We do serve multiple masters in this case. It's not hypocrisy. Maybe it's just torn. Maybe it's just yeah. you, there's the human side of you and the business side of you. And you got you know the business side, you need it to make a living, yeah. but the human side of you is, is to have fun. Yeah. And, and those things come in conflict a lot. I will say, you know, I, I, you know, I think every, every scenario where there's a physical fight – is different, and you damn you damn sure don't condone violence or, or punches, right? But in some cases, a guy says, "Hey, stop!" You know, if if a guy's saying you got you know, a guy grabs a hold of a guy like we had with Noah, he grabs him, and and Ross is like, "I'm gonna give you a few seconds here and a couple warnings," right? Um, that don't make it right, but that certainly mm. bound, that certainly lessens the. This, you know, the, 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 that lessens the severity of the problem, I guess. I mean, if there's absolutely a problem with a guy walking up to somebody and decking them, right? Just straight up cleaning them out, right? Something happens on the track and they walk up without words and, a, and punch a guy. Now, that, that's, 
never something you want to see happen. Um, but when there's an argument and there's a warning, right? Hey, man, stop, stop. Does that make it okay? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm a little, I'm torn. I'm having a hard time. Like, I liked it, but as a broadcaster, as a, as a person who's trying to think about, man, how does, how do we elevate the sport? These are things that do it. These yeah. things work. These things that that thing on the pit road was good, but I also agree with Kevin as a series owner. I would see that and go, I don't want to see that. I don't want my guys doing that. What do you think? I think that, you know, when we get into these emotional, uh, you know, where we're emotional firecrackers, we, we have a tendency to weed out all of the other implications, yep. weed out all of the other consequences, because right now I'm mad and I just want to feel good about it. And so the only way to feel good is to deck somebody or like this past weekend at a soccer match, a parent's yelling at a ref. Completely embarrassing for that other parent, right? Completely embarrassing for everybody out there that had to witness that. But in that moment, that that dad felt like he had to tell that referee what was on his mind because it's the only way it's going to make him feel better. Yeah. But then after it's all said and done, what a joke he looked like. Yeah. What a circus clown he looked like. It was so embarrassing yeah. for him, for everybody else. And so it's like we just get so tunnel vision yeah. when in those moments. And I think that w what you're saying is a, as a series owner yeah. – you're thinking of all the implications. And when you consider all the implications, that's never the best option yeah. is to have somebody decking others. Well, we're going to, you know, con continuing the conversation about Ross. Um, I had a conversation with him this week. I said, hey, man, um, you're polarizing. You're going to be the guy we're all going to be talking about. This is before Darlington. This is before what happened this past weekend. I told him, I said, hey, man. He's like, hey, I heard what you said on your podcast and uh, and and I'm I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to be an asset to the sport. He's like, you know, if if I can be if I can help this sport and take it to new heights and be one of the guys in the field that does that, he's uh, he's eager. We see him going Pat McAfee. What uh, what's his name? Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. That's right. I always get that wrong. He goes on his show, man. That's massive. Yeah. That's a great. That's a that's a huge audience. Right, and he's out there actively doing these things and taking us places that we typically aren't at. Right, that's that's the sign of somebody who's busting through that bubble into mainstream. Right, good things. Um, we go to Darlington. All right, right before we get to Darlington, you see some clips on social media about Kyle Larson saying that Ross might could possibly, if everything clicked in the right way. All the dominoes fall the right way. He could be bigger than Chase Elliott. Mm. I think that that you know is a whole other conversation, but that's Chase's teammate saying that. Mm. I don't know the context, or I didn't hear the audio, but you know from what I saw uh, on social media, that's kind of what the gist of it was. And then I don't think it was a knock on Chase. I think it was just like, hey, Ross has a great opportunity here. Same thing we were saying here on this show. And then Denny actually says, "Hey man, he's I'm, you know we've had some conversations. He's warming up to me. We're we're warming up. To each, we're we're starting to feel like hey, we might become friends, right? Or or at least <laughs> right? Am I wrong? No, he said it. Yeah, we all were like, come on, Denny. No, this he is did. exactly yeah. it. So this is like in <laughs> Friends, you know, where where Ross and and uh, what's her face um, keep breaking up, getting back together. Getting back. Rachel, I mean Rachel, Ross and Rachel. Yeah, that's the, that's Ross." <laughs> And uh, Denny, they're 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 gonna be pals, and then they're gonna crash on the track and be fighting, and then they'll be pals again. Um, so that's that's the mark of a great, uh, entertaining show. 
That's what NASCAR needs. Mm-hmm. NASCAR needs that sort of the bro, the bromance, and then the brawling and the fighting and the feuds and the arguments, and then the 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 mending of the fences, and then the then it all goes back to hell. And literally everything you just said in the last five seconds happened, happened all in, in this past weekend. Happened in the past like <laughs> fourteen days. Right, right. So, all right. So Ross is going into uh, this weekend and had some positive things said about him by his competitors. Whereas you know, leading up to that, uh, before those comments, everybody was saying, you know, the guy's reckless. He's wrecking cars, running in the back of people, driving like idiot. Um, you know, he runs in the back of pool at Dover and takes Larson out, right? Larson's still mad about that. The team hasn't forgot about it. We go to Darlington, and Ross is running really good. But Martin Trex Jr. is running better. Martin Trex Jr. is literally looking untouchable at first stage, right? Driving away, cruising, no competition. We, cru- we get around midway through the race, and Ross starts running a little bit better. Ross is a little faster. And there was a period of time coming up to that – end of the second stage i believe where ross might have not been trying as hard as he could have to lap a particular car it was his teammates uh in front of him it was suarez suarez is trying his butt off to stay on the lead lap and ross really doesn't have to lap this guy you know let it he's his own teammate i get it and so maybe he was trying maybe he's stuck where he was right but ends up uh truex running in the back of him coming to the checkered flag for the end of the stage truex spins around but now Ross has lost what I thought at the moment was his toughest competition, Martin Trex Jr., the strongest car throughout the day. Ross continues to lead more laps, and I'm sitting here thinking, man, we have predicted the future, and the future <laughs> is happening right now. Ross is about to win at Darlington, one of the toughest racetracks in the, in the series. If, if you win at Darlington, you're a damn wheel man. Guys that aren't drivers don't win there. And so... He, um, you know, he, he's, he's in great position. They go through a, a green flag pit stop cycle that launched Larson over the top of everybody. He's like running third or so when they come down pit road for the green flag pit stops. And through the cycle, now Larson is out front. And he's fast, and he's fast enough to win. He's driving away. You know, nobody's, uh, nobody's catching him. Ross isn't catching him. Caution comes out late in the race, right? We get a re, you know, kind of reboot the race, hit the reset button. Um, Ross gets a great restart. Everybody thinks he jumped the restart, you know, and everybody, well, there's a lot of, not everybody. There's some people on social media like, hey, what about that, man? He jumped that restart, okay? It's it's Darlington's tire spin. Guys get, you know, NASCAR can see who hit the gas first. NASCAR knows whether someone jumped the restart or not, all right? You're not going to look at it visually. You're going to look at the data. And so NASCAR felt like it was a good restart. And Ross gets the uh, a caution as he's now the leader of the race in the moment and, and has control of the next restart. He chooses the inside line. They go down to turn one. Contact between the two of them. I'll be honest with you. And Ross came up the track, but that's the general, you know, realistic line into one, even it's side by side. The five and him make contact. I think, you know, Larson was trying to make sure he held him tight. Didn't want to, you know, give him all the room in the world. Um, and then when they make contact, Loss completely washes up the racetrack and into the wall. And so uh, Bill Elliott's in the booth, I guess, at this point for yes. the race, and he says, children, put them in the sandbox together and they can't play. Um, and after the race, you know, I, I mentioned Rick Hinder had some words about Ross. He says he doesn't have to be that aggressive. He's got a lot of talent, but he's making a lot of enemies out there, and, and it's really getting old. And he's, you know, he, he questioned whether Ross would – 
be able to have success throughout the playoffs with all of these grudges mm-hmm. that he's that he's got against him. Um, and I, I was feeling really bullish on Ross all the way up to that moment. Right, I'm I'm talked about him on this show last week. Uh, a lot of drivers talked about him this week. I felt great, you know. I think, man, he might win this race. Um, and you know, in that moment, I'll be honest with you. I have to, I have to be honest. We saw two of the best drivers. I, I know that Ross has yet to win the races to earn that moniker of one of the best guys in the field, but he's absolutely with, with talent. He is. He's got loads of talent. We saw Ross with loads of talent, incredible hunger and determination, and one of the best in the in the series right now, Kyle Larson, who can run a car anywhere on on the edge. We saw him last week at Kansas just hanging on to try to win that race over Denny. You send them two guys down in the corner under 10 laps to go at Darlington, what do you expect? What do you expect? Out of the best drivers in the world, and certainly the best two in the, I would expect if if you're talking about the two best drivers, I'd expect them They're to be able to get best. through one and two. But I, I, don't I know completely you, expected those two to find themselves uh, to find each other. Yeah. Okay. I think that. I th- okay. I, I understand you now. So Ross is raw and still mistake prone, right? And 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 we've seen that you know he runs you know he makes a mistake and hits pool pool lifted pretty early into the corner but still you know it's a lap car you got to Rick uh, or uh, uh, Tony Senior about Dover would tell me you ought to know better mm-hmm. you got to know who's in front of you he would have been mad at me for that yeah if I was Ross um, you know Ross is still finding those limits but I'll tell you man I love. I wish there were more people out there that were willing to go over them, over the limits, over the line. Um, so did, did you think that the outcome was exactly what you expected? Is that what you're saying? I wasn't expecting it. I was hoping that we're going to have a race to the finish between the two of them. Gotcha. I, was ex- I was expecting that, but I was not surprised by, you know, when they crash, I'm not like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Yeah, right. I'm like, I'm like, well, yep. yeah, uh, you know, two two guys that are bullheaded and and absolutely both gonna send it into the corner. Two guys sending it into the corner where there's really not room for two cars to be sent that hard. Both of them diving into the corner as hard as they could to to make it uh, and and hope one would bail. You know, yeah, it was a it was a it was a collision. They were on a collision course. Down yeah. that straightaway, yeah. off into the corner. It was inevitable. That's how I feel because of their their mentalities, and I'm here for it. I, you <laughs> right. know, I don't love the. I did not love either one of those cars getting a terrible result. But this drama, I mean, after, there's been three really great weeks of racing, three really solid, solid weeks. We had a little spell. Where things weren't going so great mm. in our world, in a, in a in a in a you know in a big global NASCAR sense, a couple of weeks where things just weren't all that awesome. We had some shit racing, uh, and and now we got more damn storylines than we know what to do with. So okay, listen, I'm with you on that. Let me ask you a couple of hypotheticals though. If if you're Rick, all right, quick, 
Rick Hendrick said he can't get away with that. Is Rick Hendrick right or wrong? If I was Rick, I would have more than likely said the same thing. I mean, okay. I think – so here's, here's my deal. Everybody that disagrees with what I'm saying, I see your point to, to you know, Ross could have done this, Ross could have done that. The wreck shouldn't have happened. You know, Harvick in the next restart with Byron acknowledged that he didn't quite have the car, right? And he chose a different path where they both exit the corner and and William wins the race. So a lot of people are using that example as like, okay, this is how you do it. This is a veteran move where Harvick understands he can't win this battle. He's going to take them both out. Um, so people are seeing, you know, using that as a, a comparison of what should have or could have happened if Ross had, had chose to, you know, give Larson a little more room. But um, I, I – my whole habit is, man, is I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at even some of the more difficult situations or some of the tougher or worse situations and try to find the positive in it. What's good about this, right? What's good about what's going on? Nobody loves this if you're a Larson fan or a Chastain fan. Nobody loves it if you're working on those cars. Nobody loves it if you're owner of those cars. The damn manufacturers sure don't love two Chevrolets leading and Rick smashing into the wall. But will we sell tickets? For next race, will we have probably pretty good viewership for the next race? Will will this storyline carry us? Oh yeah, through the summer where it's you know we tend to lose a little steam leading up to the end of the regular season before the playoffs. Um, I'm you know with with everything we were going through with the numbers down when Chase was out of the, out of the car, we're in a whole better whole much better place now as a sport because of what these drivers are willing to do. Sure. Hey, I'm with you on that. All right. One more hypothetical, though. It's not really hypothetical, but if you're Justin Marks, you've, yeah. had, you've had Ross's back publicly. Can't you honestly have a problem with this, though? Because Ross could have won this race. Ross needs a win, by the way. He hasn't won more than a year. And Trackhouse hasn't won this year, you know, after that big momentum. Yeah. Privately, Justin Marks is always going to have his guys back. Man. But can't you, as an owner, a race team owner, have go, Ross, <sighs> We could have had this one. I think that um, – I don't think that I would be able to tell Ross that because if I was the owner – so Larson Larson did a really good job on the restart. And the, basically what I'm curious about is how they feel about the lane they chose. So Ross beat Larson on the outside, became the control car when the caution comes out like that. Ross gave – Larson the blueprint to the next restart. And they go off into one. Larson gets a great launch, and they go into one, and they're side by side. He squeezed him. Yeah. yeah. Chastain won it. Of course, when the restart happens, Chastain wants to launch and be clear. Right? right. But he showed Larson the la- the restart before how to beat it on the outside. And Larson's one of the best. Mm-hmm. So I think that Chastain was a little leery of starting in the outside because he didn't want the potential of Larson washing up into him, getting into his left rear quarter panel, right? Do, even in that moment, can you, can you trust everyone to hold their line and not make contact? I don't, I don't know. It's hard to do. I, that, was the, that, was the, that was an interesting thing where, where Chastain beats Larson on the restart as the car, uh, as, you know, while Larson's the control car, and, and Chastain's on the outside. 
Next restart, he chooses the inside. I mean, that, you know, if, if Larson's on your door going into one, now you're in the worst spot. Now Larson's in the preferred line. You, you choose that inside, but you got to beat him into the corner. And if you don't, and he's on your door into one, I'm not sure you can, you can beat Kyle Larson in that scenario. I, you know, I mean, you, you, put two, you put two guys out there that are, that are willing to put all the chips in the, in the middle of the table and, and gamble it all, and they did. And as tough as it is for them and frustrating as it is, I'm sure, today, uh, fans and NASCAR and the industry were treated to something pretty unique. Hey, if you like to surround yourself with lots of NASCAR diecasts like we do here on the Dale Jr. Download, you're probably always looking for a great deal that will help you round out that collection. Luckily, we know the folks at Lionel Racing, the official diecast of NASCAR, and they're offering our fans a great deal right now. During the month of May, you can visit the special deals page on LionelRacing.com and not only get a great price on the diecast that you've been searching for, but as a Dale Jr. Download listener, you'll also get free shipping when you use the promo code DJDEALS23. That's DJDEALS23. 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 The folks at Lionel Racing are always adding new items to their website, so you want to check back on a regular basis to make sure you haven't missed a deal on a diecast that you are looking for. Just go to the special deals section at lionelracing.com to get a great price on a diecast plus free shipping during the month of May when you use the promo code DJDEALS23. We all love diecasts. We all love collecting for different reasons, and um, this is a great way to continue that. William Byron goes on to win the race. An incredible you know, accomplishment for that young guy. Um, I think, you know, over the last four years, William struggled to put the results up. Very consistent, top ten them to death, but wasn't winning races. But they were patient, and now he's delivering, you know, trophies as he expected or hoped he would at Hendrick Motorsports. Um, what does this mean? You know, all those wrecks at the end of the race – Shook everybody's bracket up, <laughs> right? Turn the brackets upside down. Do we? I mean, do, Mike, you need to have this conversation. I'm so damn confused on uh, where I need, where I am, what me, points I got. Me and you both. We, we, uh, to be honest with you, we just had this conversation before the taping of the show today. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see everybody asking the questions. I'm right there with you. I need to know myself. We're trying to find out if there's something we can do with the. Uh, for, with the people that do the brackets, the, yeah, that the platform. Run, run the platform. Um, it's not DirtyMoMedia.com. We're, we're putting it. It's, it's a, a third party. It's a third party thing. But just just to be able to search my name, just so I know where I am in the points, um, and yeah. also even the. I still have the original email, and I go back, and I'm still a little confused on exactly what I've got going on. I know that this is what I do know. Of we'll go to the quarterfinal round this coming week at where are we going this oh no not all-star but the week after the all-star what is that charlotte charlotte yeah that's right of course um i've got three of the four quarterfinals still yeah. live still potentials well the good thing is the people that are excited about it and dismiss the sign up have no idea how frustrating this is <laughs> <laughs> right 
<laughs> I say I say I have three of my four quarterfinals still alive. I still think I'm getting my ass kicked. I think I still got my two final guys, Chastain and um, Byron. Byron. They're still alive. I, I couldn't tell who Chastain was up against this week and whether he won through because it's either Briscoe or Suarez. And Suarez wrecked out earlier. So if it was Suarez he was up against, then he's still alive. Chastain. I think it was Suarez, yeah. 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 So that means I still have my two, and I think that puts me in decent shape. Yeah. Uh, as long as those I, guys. Are, I have one yeah. of my two. Oh, dang. Did you lose uh, well, your I mean, champ- I had Kyle Busch in the finals. Did you lose your champion or no? You still got your champion. Still got All my right. champion. There you go. All right, everybody. Well, I hope everybody else is, uh, if you understand your bracket, I hope you're having fun with that. And then explain it to us. Yeah, and if you're in our <laughs> if, you <do. laughs> if you're in our boat, then we're going to, we'll make it right. Don't worry. Hang in there with us. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, I was hanging out on the 48 pit box. That was fun. Uh, Harris, the crew chief, new crew chief for we, or, uh, from Bowman this year. Great dude. Got to talk to him a little bit for the first time. Really talented. Got a bright future. Um, enjoyed the way he runs his program. Josh had a really rough day, um, got into the wall a lot. And, um, I told him, I said, it reminded me a lot of my first race at Martinsville where I didn't have anything, even the steering wheel was bent. Um, (laughs) and you're going to have those days and that is the track where one of those days is going to happen. Yeah. That track is as hard as it gets, as tough as it gets. And you're going to have some nightmares, uh, on Sunday at Darlington, for sure, if you're going to have a career in the, in the Cup Series. I got a question. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the shirt situation? And I'm curious on what Oh, happened. yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So, NASCAR. <laughs> this can be a quick one. This I, will I be won't a quick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we're, if you saw the pictures, we all have these shirts on for this past weekend. So, I'm, I'm not here where the shirt comes to uh, Junior Motorsports. So, I get a picture of the shirt. And there's a white one and a gray one. And I'll be honest, the white one looked identical to the shirts that the inspection, uh, you know, tech inspectors and officials wear. And so I joked when I saw it, am I going to inspect the winner of the race after all all is said and done? That would be something. If I could just, I could probably just slide in there. They'd never even know it. Um, Who's the new guy? (laughs) So uh, I was like, hey, I ain't wearing that damn shirt. It's goofy. I I don't wear my shirt with my damn name on it. I don't think. When's the last time I wore a shirt with my name on it? I don't even. I didn't never. even. I you never. Won't, you won't wear anything with your name. I on never it. even put my. I used to never. I used to not put my name on my uniform. You know, I had the DaleJr.com and Twitter shit on the back, but you know, I, drivers got it on their belt buckle and shit. I'm like, no, I ain't doing that. That's dumb. So, uh, you know, I know my name. I don't. And if you don't know my name, the hell, I don't. I don't care, right? I don't care if you don't know. I don't need to have it on my shirt. Clearly, he overreacts about this, but I get so. This is not I, a real I, reaction. I get so amused by this it. This is not I, an overreaction. So he sends me and Kelly and Tony a hey, text for, uh, Mike, Saturday night, and it's like, help. All you know caps. why Mike's saying that? Because he was one of those guys that had that leather belt when he was 18 years old that <laughs> had his name imprinted in it. Mike. No, I didn't have that. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't have that. Or you had a buckle said that said Mike. Mike. No. <laughs> But did you ever have a shirt that had your initials on it? You remember that, like back in the eighties? I 80s, worked at like, a dealership, so I had my name on that shirt. Oh, and you, yeah, yeah, you had your name kind that of on the sign of, out front if was, you really want to get the semantics. Nope, <laughs> nope. In fact, you used that in your firing I, day. We're getting in the weeds. <laughs> I know. So, anyways, this shirt's silly looking. It's got Dale Hart Jr. on, and it's like you know, it's like they went down to Main Street and had somebody do it in five minutes. 
And uh, but the, it's got this cool emblem on it, right? Now, Sandy, they, uh, the NASCAR Sandy. I don't want to on it too bad, but um, it's got these pockets on the front, and uh, it, <laughs> I think uh, two pockets. Harrison Burton. Asked, two pockets. <laughs> Harrison Burton asked Jeff Burton and him and Jim France are going fishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it looks yeah. like. Yes. The pockets look like something you could put some lures in. <laughs> yes. And so maybe, I was like, maybe a stink bait. So I said, hey, uh, bring me a T-shirt. Get it a T-shirt that has that emblem on it, the 75 NASCAR 75th anniversary emblem. Big, giant. I found a, we found a gray T-shirt. It had a big, giant, badass 75th anniversary emblem on the back and on the front. I'm like, man, I'm representing NASCAR. I got my homemade Unical 76 hat on. We saw that. And um, I'm, I'm set. But I get there, and I'm like, all right. <clears throat> If I'm going to wear this T-shirt and not the gray shirt, I need around 20% non-participation on the shirt. So anything over 80% as far as other people wearing theirs, then I've got to wear it. And mm. it was like 99%. Everybody had it on. Except one. Jeff Gordon. Oh, it was Jeff. Yeah. I saw the picture. There was somebody. Was Jeff Gordon. He refused to put it on. Richard Petty didn't have one on either. No, he didn't. That's right. So I think um, – I'm sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put the shirt on. So I put the shirt on, um, and it wasn't as bad as I thought. I'll be honest. No, sure. Yeah. It looked pretty I, bad. Trust me, it, Dale. Yeah. When you're complaining and texting about it, yeah. I'm thinking it's not going to be yeah. as bad as it yeah. is. But the, at the same time, I go straight to the social media and go straight to your see Instagram to see on. if you wore the shirt. Okay. I was looking to see if you wore the shirt. I had it on. You for- did. But then Richard Petty, I noticed it, and I'm like, wow, Richard Petty – Said, I'm not doing this, nope. but you did. I was actually happy that you did. All right. Well, I am too. So this week is North Willsboro, and we're racing in the Cars Tour, and there's an all-star race and all these festivities. So I will be busy and won't be in the studio. We're going to actually go um, out to the racetrack, bring our recorder with us. Me and Josh are going to sit down, and we're all going to have a conversation. You coming? Yeah. All right. So we're going to have a conversation about how it's going at Wilkesboro in terms of how the Cars Tour thing's going. There's... Other cup drivers racing with us. You got the Super Late Model ASA event on Tuesday night that there'll be cup drivers and truck drivers and Xfinity drivers. I mean, there's just a lot going on that we want to react to, right? So we're going to, that's what this week's podcast uh, content will be about. There will be no guest segment live in, or in studio. Uh, we're going out into the wilderness on location. Yeah, on location at Wilkesboro. And then on Thursday, we will be back in the studio for a reaction show, either a very jubilant we ran into top five and had a blast or some mild disappointment or maybe severe disappointment depending on the result Mm. um either way we'll come in here and tell you how it all went and i think we'll get ramped up and excited all over again because after thursday we have all-star weekend cup cars back at north willsboro for the first time since 1996 um it still does not feel real it still doesn't feel like this is really happening and um, we have been told time and time again that we need to go to the racetrack we need to see the upgrades we need to see what condition this place is in you would not believe it you would not believe it you would not believe it and so i cannot wait to be able to get there and do it um i can't wait to see all the improvements that they've made i bet it's going to take me um a while to let all that sink in and like i said i'm going to be around for all of the you know all the things going on uh as much as I can, and we're gonna have a great time. I'm I'm glad that you're coming out, Mike. I mean, I know you're busy too with your family and everything, and 
Um, I'm excited. We both have been invited to go out to the racetrack. We've had we've had so much going on. We haven't been able to do that. So we'll both be able to have this experience together, be able to see all this change that's happened since we were there in August. 100%. Uh, by the time people are listening to this episode, we will be out there. You yep. will be practicing. And then, um, yeah, tonight we'll get with Josh Berry. We'll, that'll be our Ally Guest segment. We'll drop that Wednesday. Yep. Um, and then Wednesday night, man, is the race. So I think, is there tickets still available? There are the tickets way? still available to, to, to tonight's race, Tuesday, and there are still tickets available to the Cars Tour event. So come on out. Their Cars Tour is a doubleheader. Uh, pro and late model stock so a lot of racing going on and you're going to see a great show i promise you and then nothing happened on thursday as far as far as racing goes i believe there's concerts every night of the week or there's a lot of concerts happening at the uh at the facility um tuesday night wednesday night thursday night friday night saturday night there's there's things to do but um there's a pit stop competition to celebrate and crown a championship pit crew for the year these will be the best. This will be, this will establish the best crew right now, mm. and they will have that trophy. They will take it with them back to their shop, and then we will do this again next year, where they will have another competition, and someone will try to win that trophy away from that team. Um, I'm excited about that, and hope that's received very well. And however they manage their pit stops in terms of you know how fast they can do them, that will set the lineup for the heat races and the open. There will be no on-track qualifying. These pit stops will determine the starting grid. That will make that heat race important, right? Whereas if we line them up by the fastest, what are they having a heat race for, right? They're just going to go out there and ride around. Won't be a lot of passing because the fast guys will be at the front. Well, maybe, hopefully, with the pit stops determining the lineup, you might see some really good cars mired in the field, in the middle or the back of the field, and they'll have – their work cut out for them, and they'll have to get it done in the heat race. The heat races are on Saturday, sorry, Mike, and then okay. um, you got a truck race as well on Saturday, and then obviously the uh, the open and the all star race on Sunday. So, how can people if they want to go to your race? Mm-hmm. Where do they, where can they go buy tickets right now? Uh, I believe you can go to the website northwestboroughspeedway dot com. Okay, and uh, order your tickets there. I bet you can walk up. I yeah. bet there's walk up tickets going to be available um, Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday night, whenever you want to get there. All right. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about before we move on to Ask Junior. Um, and so the the Commanders, the sale is official. My favorite football team in the NFL, Mike, has been sold. Um, I made that basket. Yes. So that is an omen that this will be a great segment. Okay, so, uh, all right. <laughs> um, All right, look, man, I don't really talk about the Washington Commanders on this show because I know that everybody listening is more than likely a fan of a different team and could give a shit less about what I think about my team, right? So I I keep it pretty light when it comes to to that. But there's there's been a sale of the team. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to go on Twitter and tweet up some bullshit or, or go on, you know, Instagram and post some stuff. I'll just say it here, all, all right? right? And um, this will be the this will be the first, only, and last thing I say about it. For the last ten years, um, Dan Snyder and his wife have been incredible to me and my family. And you know this: every week, there's been a uh, invite to every game. We have not missed. I don't know how many years, Mike. How many years have they been sending 
tickets to this office for us to come to home games. They've even invited us to away games. But every home game, we had an open invitation to go and and be there. In, in his suite, in, his, in suite. his box. Yeah. Yeah. For years. Yeah, at least, all the way back to DEI days. I mean, it's been I haven't a been, long time. I haven't been to a game in three or four years. years. Yeah. And they kept sending invites. Every week. And we would tell them, hey, we, we, had, we were – we're locked up in a race season, this and that, and the other's going on. But they kept and, – and don't forget about us, and they didn't. They kept sending them. I was, pushed, I was put on a mailing list and would receive something every Christmas. Anytime there was anything going on with the team, such as the rebrand, we received unique items and, 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 and stuff in the mail. When my um, grandmother passed away, uh, they planted – uh, uh, they planted a tree in her memory. Um, there was other things that they've done uh, that they I didn't even know they knew about. Right. You know, and um, so I just want to say that while you know the the you know while it's tough to see the team struggle, my experiences with Dan and his wife and and the organization as a whole has been nothing but positive. Um, they would have these, they had this one dinner. It's like this kickoff dinner where they have the legends come. It's before the season starts. I got to sit at the table with the coach and, and the owner and, and some of the best, biggest, you know, um, stars that the team had ever had in the, its past, right? I'm, they, they included me in these moments when they were, they were, there were plenty of people to fill that seat that could have, that could have been there. And so, um, while I'm excited about the sale, I'm excited about what's next. I'm excited about a new direction or a new culture or whatever you want to call it, right? I, while I'm, I'm look, I'm a, I am diehard. I've been here through all the losing seasons. I've been here through the winning seasons, and I'm not leaving now. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future, but I just wanted to, you know, I don't, I'm not going to have, I, I guess I'm not going to share some of the same, um, emotions that maybe I think a lot of fans do over this shift, but I am looking forward to what's next and, and excited about, uh, and, you know, I think it's kind of one of them things where it's, you got to have a little patience, um, you know, that the shift or the change or whatever's new won't be overnight. You know, that, that whole, the new owner, I mean, goodness, man, that's such, it's $6 billion company. You know, the effects of this new, ownership group won't be felt for quite some time I imagine I mean it'll it'll this next season will be a season of transition throughout um so anyways I just wanted to take a chance or take an opportunity to 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 thank Dan and his his wife and their organization for how they treated us and and um wish them well and whatever else they're going to go do and uh and I'm looking forward to uh to the next season and the commander's you know, doing what they're going to do, whatever yeah. it is, right? We always have our our offseason to get our hopes up for, a, you know, a run to the playoffs, and this offseason is no different. Um, hoping they can win 10, 11 games, and, and we'll see what happens. Well I, uh, well said, all of that. Yeah, yeah. well said, and I, I agree with you, yeah. So very few people put their money where their mouth is in terms of extending those open invites. The Snyder family yeah. always have, Yeah, always have. So well done. 10-4. All right, it's finally time for one of our favorite parts of the podcast, Mike, the Ask Junior segment. We get to engage with fans. We're going live on YouTube in just a minute. Um, Ask Junior is brought to you by Xfinity, and Xfinity has this new 10G network 
Um, it's pretty incredible. Got to say that um, we joke about it, but uh, them skipping right by all the six and seven, eight, eight nine. Yeah. G. yeah. But um, it's great. Uh, you know, I've I've been a customer for a long time. I've had no problems with it. I was using it this weekend. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah, that's what all those extra G's uh, matter, man. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, they skip not only they skip past a couple G's, they skip past all their competition in doing that. That's uh, right. Ain't nobody else have ten so G's. Thank you, Xfinity. Thank you for supporting us here at Ash Junior, and thank you for allowing us to engage with fans as we're about to do. Andrew's going to take us live here in just a minute. All right, so it's uh, let's get to it. Andrew, are you ready? We're all ready, and we are live on YouTube, Dale. Ready all right. to go. Hey, everybody. Um, thanks for tuning in. And we have been running through the, the Dirty Air uh, segment of our show, and it's been great. Um, we've had a lot to talk about. Obviously, we talked about Ross Larson and, and all of that. Um, oh, I just got the, the notification, man, that we are live. There I love you go. It. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's official. Did you just now start subscribing to our channel? <laughs> no, but yeah. I never. I don't get it on my phone. I guess I haven't turned off on my phone. But well, I'm if not. you would like to ask yourself a question, you okay. can go into the yeah, YouTube you know, chat okay. and do that. Yeah. We talked about the uh, Washington Commander Shell being official. We talked about uh, what else? Talked about the fact that you're going to be running at Wilkesboro here that's right, uh, that's right. in a few days. So. Yeah. Uh, and also, hey, I got some questions, man, about my hat I was wearing at Darlington, my 76, uh, Unical 76 hat. Yeah. Okay. I, with all due respect, man, now I do, I am a big Sunoco racing fuel fan. Now, I like Sunoco. That, that's our official fuel, right? And so, oh, <laughs> people were asking, no, about, no, no, no. Okay. People just want to know where I got the hat and what's up. Okay. So, I love orange and I love blue. I like the combo. Uh, I've always loved Unical 76. I thought the colors were cool. Um, and Unical 76 is my gamer tag. It's always been All my right. game. Yeah, it's always yeah. been my gamer tag for playing online or whatever. So, uh, Unical 76. Um, <clears throat> so that's that. But I thought it was throwback week, time to do something with that, and I thought that hat was perfect. You know, we actually had, uh, we, we keep a shared note sheet of, like, Ash Junior questions for, you know, if we don't get to them in time. There was one from a few weeks ago that, I don't think we got to, uh, but you mentioned the gamer tag. What's uh, what's your go-to video game to play? Uh, well, we obviously iRacing is something. I'm spend ninety percent of my time when I'm gaming playing iRacing on uh, my PC. <clears throat> I don't do consoles right now. I've been in and out of consoles. Usually, if I'm on a console, I'm playing Madden. Um, and. I'll be honest with you, man. I played Madden a lot back in the day. Madden got too hard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, if you want to be good at Madden, you got to be playing that shit all day, every day. It's so, you know, the, you remember the vision cone and all that mess? Yeah. Um, man, some of that stuff, I want to play with my buddies and kind of be able to hang in there. But, I, you know, I forgot the 15 buttons I need to mash before <laughs> the ball gets hiked. <laughs> um, you know, I was sitting there. I was really good at it one time, man. But you, know, you got to set the, you got to, you got to, you got to change your corners. You got to press them. You got to do this. You, you got to make them play the outside or the inside. You got to, you got to, you know, spread your linebackers, and then you got to squish your line. And it's like, you know, the fifteen things you got to do before the ball gets hiked. <laughs> if you don't know those, you're getting killed. You're getting killed, man. Sacked all every time. So, um, anyways, man, I like Madden on console. Uh, but when I'm not eye racing, I play Hell Let Loose. Uh, we play a little squad um, on PC. These are first-person 
games. Uh, pretty fun. Hell Let Loose is pretty good. Pretty good time. I've never played it. No surprise. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a. Uh, it's got a little you know cult following, I guess. I don't know. It's it's really fun. It's kind of uh, you know the map's gigantic. It's kind of based in World War Two, in that era, and it's it's like legit you know you know you know whatever whatever might you know the damage model is is very realistic if if you catch my drift so that makes it like slow paced you know yeah because um which i like that i don't like the running around like call of duty and all that i don't like that man it's too uh, the fast paced stuff just going bonkers and running everywhere and bouncing around corners and no that you know it's, it's silly i don't get that but uh i don't enjoy it i like the slower stuff where you gotta be careful yeah a little more methodical, Very it seems much. like. Yep. Uh, you, you went and listed the whole week at Wilkesboro, all the events that are going on. It, what a crazy week it seems yep. like at that track. Uh, this next question, what are you most excited about if you can narrow it down to a, picu- a particular day, particular event uh, for this week at Wilkesboro? Yeah, I mean, just driving our late model car around the racetrack will be fun. Uh, Josh Berry's going to come out there and, and help me again. So spending time with Josh and in, in, in that environment around the late mile stock car, something that he's he was uh, one of the best ever at, um, trying to lean on him uh, and trying to get better as we're running the laps. Um, I'm excited to see what the other guys think about it, like um, Briscoe and, and Chastain and, and Suarez, Brad, Keselowski, Harvick. I'm looking forward to talking to them after they've driven the car a little bit to see how they feel about it because – I'll be honest with you, man. It's 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 not going to have the same power as that Cup car, right? It's yeah. going to be way down on the power c- compared to what they race. The tires will be completely different. Probably they'll probably appreciate the tire a little more because it's a bias ply tire, which is much more forgiving. Um, you can you know you can move the car around a little bit. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to hearing their feedback, and then when we run the race, right? And they have now experienced racing in the Cars Tour, a series that I, I'm a co-owner in. I'm eager to get their feedback, right, and, and what they liked and what they didn't like and how we can get better. So um, that those this Tuesday and Wednesday deal is going to – I can't even think about All-Star yet. I can't even let myself look forward to that yet yeah. because Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday is a big big day for me. It's race week. How are the nerves? Really nervous. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's impossible not to sort of get into mode and, and shut down a little bit and let be less conversational – um, me and Amy were out of town and drove all the way home. I don't think we said five words to each other the whole way home, but uh, just sort of, appre- you know, you know, apprehensive is probably not the right word, but um, anxious, anxious, maybe? Yeah. yeah, certainly anxious and nervous about just things going well and the car going well. I remember this deal last year. We we're going to race it in the Cars Tour race at Wilkesboro in August, being super, super nervous. I hadn't raced in a late model in twenty years. It went really, really good. Yeah. And I know it's not – now having ran a few more races, I know it's not always going to go really, really good. But hopefully uh, we had some fun. That's all that matters. You know, it's not so much – I'm not so much nervous about the result. It's more about, like, having a good showing, uh, making a good account of myself, but also enjoying it, right, having fun doing it. Yeah. This next question coming from the YouTube chat. Uh, if you could ask your pets or animals on property any one question, what would it be? I guess I would ask them. Um, uh, I will. I, I, you know what? 
I don't know if I'd ask them anything, but I would be curious their opinion of me. <laughs> right. Like, are you right. doing a good job? Yeah. Like, are you, that's are you, the better question. I used to say Dale doesn't ask his pets questions all the time. I mean, like, but yeah. what, what they have to say about it is the better. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what their opinion of me is, right? Am I, <laughs> am I like the most annoying guy to be around? Do they like it? Do they, you know, my, my dog, Gus, um, he's, uh, he, Growls at everybody, even me. So, like, you like know, why? He, huh? You, like, why? Why well, are you growling? So, okay. You know? Um, you know, that could be a question. Yeah. Yes. Why you growling? There you go. Yeah. Perfect. So, what, you know, we gr- Gus lays down to go to sleep every night, right? He's one of the first ones. And so, if you go over there to, to rub his belly or pat him on the head and be like, all right, bud, night, see you, bud, have a good night, sleep, or whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever you're going to say. It's like, <laughs> Dude, what the hell? I'm just like over here saying uh, sleep tight, whatever it is you say, right? And I'm thinking, why is he growling? What's he like? You know, he's in that bad of a mood. Like, get the hell away from me. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that sounds like what he's saying, right? Is that what he's saying? I don't know. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. He's just tired. Leave me alone. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. He's Could a grumpy be. son of a gun. I think that's just his demeanor, and which is, you know, Interesting. I just would wonder what th- what they would think about me. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that'd be interesting. I bet the buffalo would be saying to themselves if they if we knew what they were really thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, you've seen Dances with Wolves, right? My my relatives get to roam thousands of miles, and you got me hemmed up in this little fence here. Wait, uh, don't you know how this works? This, this, yeah. I, I get thousands of miles. Yeah. That's what the buffalo say. Hey, saying. I've tried. I've tried to take the buffalo and turn and and. And give them to Newman. Newman has a big buffalo farm. Oh, he does. Yes. All right. Newman Ryan has a buffalo farm up up in above Statesville. And I told Amy at one point, I was like, because they were kind of they got loose one time, and that makes me super nervous. Yeah. And so, um, that's super nervous. So I was like, hey, let's just send them to Ryan's. And she's like, no, no, we're not doing that. So I was about to turn them free. Hey, to be clear, I, I want to say that Dell gives them a lot of room. It, right, yeah, more yeah. More than they, they are on want. 80 right. acres, to yeah, be, yeah, to be they, quite right. Frank. I'm joking yeah. halfway. <laughs> <laughs> they, look, they look thrilled yeah. and happy. Thank you. Well, if only we could hear exactly what their thoughts are. Maybe maybe yeah. one day we can get that Bring doctor carrots, a little stuff working. They may not like some <laughs> of the farmhands. Like, why you got to send Mitch over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got time for one more question. Kind of sticking on to the theme of, uh, you know, being around the house. What's your least favorite household chore to do? Uh, probably um, sweeping out the garage because that was the very first chore I was ever given. So it just makes me think about my childhood and 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 some of the things that I didn't enjoy about that. But um, I think so when I was young, I was given uh, I had to sweep out the garage every day. And there were two or three other chores. Um, and then one year for Christmas, I got a leaf blower. Oh. <laughs> I mean, at like 13 or 14 years old, I opened a leaf blower for a gift. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, I really didn't put the, you know, I didn't add it up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, is this, am I opening dad's gift? I got the wrong box here. And they're like, no, you don't have to sweep it no more. You just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to be happy about this. <laughs> um, yeah, I was disappointed. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, that wasn't only weird gifts we got 
around Christmas. But um, yeah, I had to. I had chores, and and you know, I was good at doing them. And uh, so, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind sweeping out the garage. I'm just kidding. It's not too bad. But um, I remember one time, man, uh, we had a canoe on the pier, and it started raining like hell, and the canoe filled up. And I had to go down there in the rainstorm and bucket oh. bucket that water out to get that canoe so I could turn it over and get it to where it, you know wasn't gonna. I guess there was a little concern about the pier, um, you know, go, taking on so much load. But I don't know. <clears throat> that was tough. That was a chore I did not enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> in that moment. You know, instead of sweeping out the garage, you could get a leaf blower if you still have one. I, you know, I <laughs> yeah. do use a leaf blower. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, sometimes I do. But sometimes, you know, you yeah, got to get that, gotta gotta, get yeah, that get deep clean. Got to yep. get that deep clean. That's going to need a brush. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There we have it <laughs> on today's Ash Junior. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. I appreciate the questions. Those are some good ones, man. Um, I, I'm honest, Andrew. You, you've, you've done a great job with the Ash Junior this year, and I've really appreciated it. And I think everybody sees that, sees that you're doing such a great job and appreciate you being here. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Xfinity. Uh, for everything they do for us, Xfinity 10G Network. If you're having trouble with your service uh, and you want to try something new, try Xfinity. Uh, I can tell you that I've had uh, Xfinity for a while now, and I love it. Uh, you get the fastest internet, and even faster, faster speeds are rolling out every day. And that's true. Like, man, they, they bumped me up. That's nice. I bought, my, I bought my service about three years ago, and I just got me an upgrade, man. It was nice. I believe that. Listen, also, fans, thank you for submitting questions. Don't forget, you can continue doing that to the at Xfinity Racing handle on Twitter. All right, everybody, that's a great show. Um, What's going on? Oh, the month of Speed Street. It's the month of Speed Street. The month of Speed Street. So our boys um, are Connor and Joey are, are at it, wide open. Yeah, I mean Connor especially's got yeah. a got a race this Connor's weekend. racing in the Indy 500, but there's a month of Speed Street coming at you here from Dirty Mo Media. They're going to be just touching on everything going on throughout the month uh, and how things are going, I guess, in Connor's world, but also in the at, at Indy as a whole. That'll be worth paying attention to. That's probably where I'm going to go get most of my information as I tee myself up to go work the NBC broadcast. I don't exactly know what I'll be doing, but I'm looking forward to that. And seeing what those guys are doing, I'll go out there and say hey to them when we get in town. Also, I want to thank Lionel. Uh, you know, we we own most of the diecast here, but Lionel has provided us with a few. And I wanted to tell everybody a little secret I probably shouldn't be sharing. I have seen a picture of the new tool for the late model stock car, and it looks good. People, all right. So to 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 bring everybody up to speed, last year we ran the Sundrop car in August. Lionel quickly, uh, being faced with this this reality, had to put a diecast together really fast, and they didn't have a new modern tool. A new modern, like, like when you say a tool, like a... All right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. They didn't have a late model stock car. Like a mold? They didn't have the mold. Got it. All right. And so they got the best thing, the next best thing they could, which was an old, I believe like an old Cupper Xfinity mold, and we just kind of wrapped it and made it look as much like a late mile stock as we could. And there are a lot of these out there. We have one on the table right here. I have signed many of them. People are happy to have them, but some people voice some concerns about the car not looking exactly like the real late model stock car, not having a tool or a cast or a, or a, or a mold that's exactly like the car. Lionel heard you loud and clear, and they have went to great lengths 
to make this mold. And it's going to cost them a lot of money to do it. And they more than likely might not recoup all that investment in the sales of late model stock die casts, right? That's not going to sell like a cup die cast or an Xfinity or truck, right? But hey, this is why Lionel's great. This is, they're good people and they want to do the right thing. They got a new tool. I have seen it. I put my eyes on it. It looks great. I cannot wait to have one here on this table. Awesome. I yeah. can't wait. And you know what I'm more excited about that probably other people don't give a shit about? You'll be able to take you know, fans or, or other people in the late model stock. A super. It, it looks like a late model. It looks like a pro. It looks like a super. It could work for any of those type of cars, right? All of the grassroots style race cars that race all across the country could use this this mold. You could, you know, buy this car with my, my scheme on it or anybody's, right? Whatever Lionel provides and take it apart, sandblast it and do a custom of your favorite driver that races at your local track. Mm. Or maybe you race and you want a car to put on your mantle, a, a die cast of your own, right? This is now going to be possible because of that tool. I am more excited about that. And I hope Lionel's ready for that because there'll be a lot of people buying this car to blast it, mm. right? There'll be some buying Take it. Take your scheme off. and There'll, put, there'll be some on. buying it because it's mine, and I'll sign them and be happy about that. But there'll be some buying it to blast the damn thing and make it their own. I'm more happy about that because I know that's important. Yeah, it's, do, it's a, I, and, and the reason why this matters to me, Mike, is because in the last three years, I have been buying a lot of custom die casts of my dad. I have, I have more custom die casts of dad than I have actual die casts that were released by Lionel. And so I know that there's a, a cool market for that, and this is... This is what I'm excited about. So I'm so glad Lionel's doing this. Um, and, and I'm sure Lionel is, is happy to be able to, to, to do this uh, for whatever reason people want to use it for. Either way, uh, I can't wait to start seeing, seeing this car out in the wild. I've seen a picture of it. It looks cool. And um, it's perfect. It's perfect. They did a great job. Thank you, Lionel. And um, that'll be it. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank you here. Uh, thank you from the Bojangles studio. We are wrapping it up, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Check out, check, check, check out Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.